Wine Monk, Arizona Wine Podcast by Cody Vladimir Burkett. Hello, and welcome to the beach-ish. It's a beach. It's just not an ocean beach. Yeah, but life's a beach. <laughs> uh, continuing Rosé. please. <laughs> that reminds me of one of the funniest things I've ever posted that Sam ever commented on. Um, Sam from HCHC? Yes. Yes, awesome Sam. Uh, awesome Sam. Uh, I posted this picture of a... a a birch tree that was going, hey, check it out, I'm turning green, and then there's a pine tree that goes, birch, please. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the Arizona Wine Monk, Rhode Island Beachside Splendid Edition. Woo-hoo. I have here a can of the Dos Cabezas, carbonated pink wine from 2016. You also have here the Cider Wench. Hi, world. Ah, uh, I can smell it from here. Oh, it's gorgeous. It is approximately noon. We have had some Cheerios and some coffee. It's brunch, bitch. Yep. Yes. Also, it's vacation. So if anyone is judging me for drinking rosé before noon local time. It's totally noon here. Well. Well, it's like 1230. Oh, well, before 1 p.m. Why is my phone saying it's 434 again? Uh, because your phone is a little weird. Yeah, I've noticed. Your oh. phone is homesick. No, it's homesick, but it's not even close to home time. Yeah, so it's going it's gonna, nuts. It's gonna, it's, it's in a time warp? Let's do this one. Yeah. Both of us are sore as well. Yes. The bed, the hotel room treated us very poorly last night. Yes. Additional, additionally, we've been actually doing things. And actually doing things is difficult for me. I always do things. (laughs) Do all the things. Do all the things. So, I don't know if you can hear the waves or the song sparrows, but we are on a beach by someone's catamaran yep it's a little uh hobie cat one or two mancraft mancraft like minecraft but, but not but mancraft would then be making things out of men okay like horrifying vampire castles anyway <laughs> oh i remember horrifying vampire castles they were a great band at one point in time yeah up they until totally the garlic festival yeah why would they sell out at the Garlic Festival? I mean, that's just Because like they're horrible vampires? Double music death right there. Okay, Michelle Wynn. <laughs> I'm totally... Next up, archival recordings of bees. <laughs> uh, so the Dos Cabezas, pink wine in a can, is a GSM rosé. Um, this is the tall boy can... Um, it's got that beautiful pink flower on the can. No, I love the art on this can. Um, made by the Bostocks, uh, down in Sonoida from Cimarron Fruit. It's actually got smaller bubbles than I would expect for mostly carbonized wine. But it doesn't have that foam from, like, the Cremant de Jura. Yes, we had a Cremant de Jura last night. Because we found a Cremant de Jura. <laughs> the Jura wine region is finally, or the Jura region of France is finally getting recognition for its wines. Um, Which was completely ignored in the CV, in the um, CSW? CSW textbook. Yeah. Jura was like, here it is on the map, but we're not going to talk about it. Not even mention it. Yep. They mentioned Savoy before Jura, which... But Jura is, has always been known as a cheese region. And... Um, and only the locals really got to enjoy the wine. 
but now it's coming here and we actually found a rosé from Jura today in our, today in my local wine shop which was amazing i did not acquire it because i am out of room to carry things home unless they are absolutely mind-bogglingly unusual which admittedly <laughs> i also found a sparkling rosé of gamay there which i'm curious about but i will probably save that for another time. I'll probably pick up that rosé, try it out, and then bring another can out in August. Another can? Not can bottle. <laughs> I'm thinking of rosé in oh, the, right the, now because of the Dos Cabezas. They did actually have uh, the Underwood rosé in a can, too. And I thought about for about three seconds of getting that can to do with this, but... <laughs> I, it's like the old joke, do you have Prince Albert in a can? Do you have rosé in a can? You should probably yeah, let you should it probably out. Let it out, and then drink it. And the bouquet on this is like Cody said when the when, can you, when the when the can opened, you you got this amazing floral scent, and it's just it's just delightful. So this will probably be posted long before the podcast we recorded with Richard a couple days ago. What on earth is that? An airplane? It's an airplane. It's got to be an airplane. It can't be thunder. Or an earthquake. If it was an earthquake, the ground would be shaking. Yeah, we get like 1.0s here occasionally. People will think that a truck has hit their house. That's about it. <laughs> we get a lot of them, but they're tiny, tiny, tiny. So, what are you getting besides, I mean, I've, I've got a general floral and possibly a little citrus in there? Like a sweet grapefruit? I'm getting grapefruit, apricot, raspberry, rose. Maybe a hint of pomegranate? Which is... I'm going to allow that. I mean, it's an, an unusual hint. I don't usually find something like that. It does remind me a little bit of the, maybe it's because we're too close to the flowers over here by oh. the beach. Yeah, we're close to the beach roses. And I'm getting that sort of a, a rose, beach rose character, which is a, a scent that I didn't really, or wasn't really aware of until earlier this week. So. We're also fighting the um, the smell of low tide, which is. It's not as low um, as it was the other night, and it's not as strong as it was the other night. Well, no, because it's not out as far. Well, there's definitely a, a saltiness to the air. A slight dead fish smell, but not a really big dead fish smell. So, kind it's of like your favorite. the smell of dead little fishes. It's like, it's kind of like your favorite dog jumped in the water and got back out again and shook all over you. And you don't care because your dog is happy, but then you do care because you start to smell like it. But that's okay because your dog is happy. I wonder if, I think that's where the shorebirds are over there. I see something flying. Yep, I heard some flying. shorebirds as we pulled up, but I'm not familiar with shorebirds because Arizona. Yep. Uh, uh, the only shorebirds we have there are killdeer and least sandpipers. Most of what we have on this beach is gulls. Um, just your kind of standard East Coast seagulls. Um, if you go to an ocean beach, like in Newport, you get a lot more of the, the sandpipers and the, um, oh, the other fun little ones that run around everywhere. Technically, seagull isn't the name of the family. It's just gulls. Yeah. But. I grew up with Scuttle being a seagull. I am okay with the word seagull. <gasps> Bless you. Thank you. This how do you good. like this? How do, how do you like this? How do we like the beach? How do we like the wine? I'm talking about the wine, oh. but... Well, I haven't I haven't sipped it yet. I've just oh. been enjoying the smell. So I suppose I shall imbibe. You should probably get on that. Yeah. That's nice. Got it's a lot nice, of spritz. Yeah, it's got a nice uh, uh, fizz on the tongue. Grapefruity character, nice acidity. Yeah. It's a grapefruity character, but a grapefruit that I like. But I don't like grapefruit juice. I don't like a lot of just grapefruit food things, but 
grapefruit flavored candy or grapefruit flavored soda. Cloud ceiling must be lower than I thought. Yeah, it's pretty. For us yeah. not to be able to hear that plane or see that plane rather. So. Oh, hey, look, a goal. <laughs> part of my logic for doing this on the beach here was that uh, it would be a nice vacation on the beach uh, while I was out here uh, to drink this on the beach because I'm missing the hottest part of the year. Ideally, uh, June is the hottest part, or not ideally, but usually June is the hottest part of summer uh, back home in Arizona. We get the hottest part of our summer the first week of, like, last week of July, first week of August, and then the rest of August is thunderstorms. But uh, I stepped out on the plane a couple days ago, and it felt just like home. Uh, about 95 degrees here with... Humidity. Lots of humidity? <laughs> so much humidity. It's like, oh, this feels like Phoenix, which I just left. Hooray. <laughs> and then it rained, and we haven't gotten around to do this, and now it's darkly overcast but there's not much more rain expected and it's supposed to be bright and sunny tomorrow so we'll have a lovely day at church and hanging out <sighs> some good sailboats out on the water i don't think it's a regatta or anything but there are quite a few sailboats out i see three four ah it's... somehow it's bright Outside, despite being overcast, which is a bit odd for me, but I'm guessing the ample light is reflected by the water. Yes. Which is not something I'm familiar with in Arizona for obvious reasons, because um, not much in the way of water in that sense. Oh, yeah, but over if you look over that oasis, you can look at dark trees, because the forest down here comes almost down to the beach. Um... It's uh, where it's been allowed to grow. It, it really comes almost down to the beach. There's a branch of um, Rhode Island School of Design down here, where uh, or RISD, as we call it, um, where students come down to do studies on the beach, on the, uh, on the beautiful little salt marsh, and on the, uh, the real contrast that you can see between the completely forested islands and the edge of the forest coming up against the edge of the salt marsh and the bay, Narragansett Bay, and the golf course. That's right, the big golf game is today, isn't it? Yep, CVS Charity Classic. Every year. Hmm. Apparently it's quite a difficult course, but I'm more into putt-putt. That's my, uh, that's where I shine. I can putt, but I can't drive for beans. If the object of golf is to play the least amount of golf, then I'm <laughs> definitely winning by a long shot, having only played putt-putt golf, mini-golf once in my entire life. <gasps> what are you going to do when, when giant interstellar golf courses are designed? Are you going to go do giant intergalactic putt-putt? No. No? Not even to honor Futurama, which is going off the off of the Netflix so soon? Part of it is. I guess the parts yeah. that are owned by Comedy Central are not. But mm. those aren't always the best episodes either. Yeah. There's a few good ones. There are a few great ones. The like last, it. I love the last two the episodes. The Prisoner of Benda is a lot of fun. Yes! I just rewatched that one the other day. <laughs> Zoidberg and the Emperor in Fry and Bender's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, human peasant. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> I hold Eson. I hold Eson. <laughs> but uh, this will be posted long before, probably long before. Uh, the podcast with uh, Richard Barrett. That was a lot of fun. Uh, that was on our Boston day. On our Boston day, which was focusing on Byzantine chant and music. Um, that's good. That was a lot of fun to record. And uh, it's from a, a winery just down the road. 
from Dos Cabezas and down the road in about 11 miles, but still. I like rosé. I'm, I'm getting not dust, but stone on the nose now. I could see that. I can but definitely I, but see I, that. Uh, it's got I, this sort of limestone-y character that's so prominent in a lot of Wilcox um, whites and rosés, that sort of flinty, dusty character. If anyone heard Stony. that splash, that was a fish jumping. Every once in a while, I see a fish jump. Where you'll see it afterwards when it flops back into the water and goes Psh! But yes. Seems fishy. Our, <laughs> our wine monk, who knows geology, has licked the science. So do you, uh, do you get any flavor of stone off of, the, um, off of the wine itself, or is it mostly in the nose? It's a little bit of that on the palate as well, which is pretty typical for, again, for Wilcox. It has that sort of stony character. As someone in the field of linguistics, you would think you could lick the science, but you cannot lick the science. <sighs> Tumblr is fantastic. <laughs> Tumblr, a strange and silly place. No skipping stones on the beach, though. Oh, if you hunt, you'll find them. There are so many. So many rocks. There goes a gull. Identify the gull. That's not a gull. That's oh. a turn. Oh, it's a turn. Oh, yeah, the wing shape is different. The tail shape That's is That's a different. turn of some kind. I'm not sure what kind of turn that was. Kind of black and white. There's That oh, describes almost all of them. Coming in to buzz us. Hello, turn. We're not anywhere near a turn nesting site. It's a medium-sized turn, so it's not a Caspian or Royal turn. Um, Dive! I can't see the bill. Yeah, it hasn't buzzed close enough to us. With oh. And it's kind of fishing. Yeah. It's maybe it's just practice fishing. Oh, there, there was a fish jump. Oh, oh, little turn. Go get it. And Go get it. It's a barn swallow. And then what's this overhead here? That's an osprey. Hello, osprey. Yeah, I need a new uh, new prescription for my glasses <laughs> before Here I start. Here it's coming around again. It's trying to get this fish in this one spot. The one that we it it jumped up pretty high before I actually saw it jump, and I think it's too big for that turn. Oh, there it jumped again. This has been audio versions of bird watching. Yeah, it's a, not a royal turn or a Caspian turn. It's got a black head. Most turns do. I don't think it's a least turn. Um, it looks kind of like a common turn or a Foster's turn, but I don't know which so if it's not turns are turn, around is here. It a, is it an owned turn? Is it a free turn? The least turn actually refers to it being the least of turns yeah, as opposed to yeah, a least. I, I know. Puns. Not exactly bird birding puns. Supposed to a mortgage turn. <laughs> it's the mortgage turn, the most miserable of turns, and yet the most long-lived. Yes. A piece of driftwood over there I kind of want to take home, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Stuff. I, um, there's, a, there's a shop in Little Compton, which is a small town here in Rhode Island, um, just beyond Tiverton, which is where Saconet Vineyards is where we visited uh, the last time Cody was here. There's, uh, so just beyond Tiverton is Little Compton. And um, Little Compton is on an ocean beach. And it has a, the tiniest downtown of anywhere except for possibly Jerome. Um, that it's, it's got this tiny little downtown with a, um, with a lot of little artisan shops. And there's a woman there who does solar wood burning. She uses a magnifying glass on um, on driftwood, and all of her work is on driftwood. It's quite beautiful. Um, but she makes she makes everything from signs that <laughs> bubbles. 
She makes everything from signs that say, like, get lost beach to whole poems written out and pieces of, um, you know, pieces of art that she drew with pencil and then uh, went over with her magnifying glass and the sun, the power of the sun. Mm. One of them got up my nose. <laughs> Cody's blowing bubbles. <sighs> the wind has evidently completely changed since I was blowing them. Yep, they're not blowing my way. They are now blowing in her direction. There's a nice acidity here. Yes. It's refreshing. Yeah. Quite refreshing indeed. Like if instead of pink lemonade you wanted something that was that had alcohol in it and didn't want to have a hard lemonade, then this would be my go-to. What is an Arnold Palmer? An Arnold Palmer is named after the golfer who uh, passed away last year. It is a mix of iced tea and lemonade. It can be sweetened or unsweetened, although the lemonade usually is pretty sweet. Um, and then we developed here a... Uh, There's a turn again. Uh, it's, it's a, is it taking another turn? At it? Yes. Uh -huh. It's still going after that same fish, or possibly a, maybe there's a little school of fish in that same area. Or maybe it's another turn. I didn't see it fly back there around. Oh, uh, uh, nope, nope, it dived in it, and it missed. But um, the uh, the cocktail that we developed at one point when we were um, when when my sister and I were were messing about with uh, mixing beverages together uh, before we before either of us was old enough to drink. Um, was green tea and lemonade, which when we told my dad about it, he said that's an, that would have to be called an Arnold Palmer at the Masters, because at the Masters you get the green jacket. There's some walking birds sitting on the beach now. Hello, bird. Yeah, if you want to do some good beach birding, the place to go is Cape Cod. I haven't been, and I'm good. Probably 15. Have you never went to the Cape while you were at um, HCHC? Nope. No it's one wanted to go. No one could go. Sad. I didn't have a car of my own. I went when I was with... Um, I have so many nicknames for her that I can never remember her real, actual name. Uh, Caitlin. When I was dating her, she took me to the Cape one day. And then proceeded to guilt me for having... Did it grab something tiny? I Maybe? There's a lot of minnows here, so it's a possibility. But, uh... She took me to the Cape once, and that's where I saw my life pipe, um, piping plovers. And they were fighting on the beach over territory. Yeah. There's a lot of plovers in the areas where the, where the, um, the low tide goes out very, very far. Um, plovers and sandpipers. Because there are areas of Cape Cod where the water when it you know at high tide it's up you know there's a short very short beach maybe 20 feet but then at low tide it, it goes out a mile or more and you see all these all these birds that come in and and feed on the uh the clams that have uh, that buried themselves in when it was high tide hello little turn do you see that dive yeah yeah I mean, there was a, there's a fish that's jumping in the exact same place several times. I and mean, it could be a least turn. I don't know how small these turns are. It's not a monster turn, and I've seen huge ass turns. 
Uh, Caspian and Royal turns, and this isn't that same size. Oh, he or she is trying so hard. You're thinking he? That colors are a little more. Well, for turns, I think both both sexes have identical plumage by and large. And not something I know a lot about because uh, the only turn that's really turns that are regularly seen in Arizona are Foster's turns migrating through and the occasional lost uh, black turn. Uh, that happens on occasion. But uh, there it is again. Although that one looks, is that the same one or is it looks, because that one kind of looks smaller or maybe it's just further away. I think it's it's going back and forth between these two places where fish are jumping. One which is very close to us and one that's, you know, maybe 50 feet, 50 yards further down. I'm awful at estimating distance. Oh, there you go, little turn. No, no, it's not a little turn, guys. <laughs> uh, just for any birders out there, a little turn is a different European species, and it's not a little turn. I don't know about birds. Probably. Uh, I don't know what a little turn looks like, which probably makes me a horrible birder, but... <laughs> All I know is... By large, once I birds. discovered the wonders of wine, I didn't really do much in the way of birding. That's the one thing I have asked for from my grandfather's entire estate, is one of his Audubon prints. Which he kept hanging because he was a... Uh, he, he hunted duck and goose among other things. And I'm pretty sure I won't get his bow and couldn't use it anyway. <laughs> I could use it. Oh. Maybe. I used to use that for uh, venison hunting. There's keep the turn back again. They're not quite diving. They, they pull well, up turns at the last are, second. Turns are not uh, underwater divers like uh, other birds are, like say well, brown pelicans are that way, but um, some ducks are. Um, gannets are the bird I'm thinking of that dives from the surface of the water underneath into the oh, surface. Yeah. We do. Turns by and large are surface feeders, so every they'll once grab. In a while we do get um, loons, not very frequently, but on the. Um, they call it a pond. I say it's a lake in the middle of town, uh, in the middle of the woods. You get some loons there. So he's looking for stuff that's close to the surface instead of those gigantic fish that keep jumping. Yeah. It's possible that those gigantic fish as they jump are feeding on smaller fish and therefore Scaring the food that the tern is preferring into the open. Now, these ospreys that are also flying along hunting the coast are probably more looking for the bigger fish. And that's one out there in the distance. Mm -hmm. Yes, Rhode Island has made a, a major effort to, um, to preserve birds. We have a lot, of, a lot of Audubon Society members, a lot of places to do local birding. And then they've also um, placed platforms in places where the, uh, the osprey's natural nesting has, um, has disappeared. So for instance, uh, in Hundred Acre Cove, which is connected by a river to this bay, um, the river is used as a, a mooring area for everyone's boats. But, the, uh, but there are a lot of osprey platforms there where they have built nests and you can if you have a good set of binoculars you can watch them raise their young <sighs> I think there's also an owl camera somewhere around here <laughs> there are owl cameras owl cameras are just wonderful they are <laughs> it's so much fun to watch baby owls I would love to go to that owl cafe and Japan, that would be an interesting. You go to the owl cafe, and I'll go to the I'll go to one of the cat cafes, and we'll meet up again afterwards. Okay, that Although, works. Although the owls would also be really fun. I have to like smuggle a kitten out of the cat cafe. Please don't. No, I know. 
I do love my kittens, though. There's another turn. So there are two of them. Hmm. Oh, three of them. Tell me again the uh, the blend in this wine. I don't remember or know the exact percentages. I um, shall look it up. Let's see what it is. Well, what are the grapes? Uh, it's Garnacha or Grenache, uh, Syrah, and Monastrel, also known as Mephedra or um, there's another name for Monastrel that also begins with an M, and I'm suddenly blanking on it. I want to say Matoro, but it does not say on the back. Uh, no, I'm it just says Dos Cabezos, Wineworks, Carbonated Pink Wine, 2016, Cimarron, Vineyard Wilcox, AVA. We are uh, currently... Currently Googling. You're currently Googling. Well, I am currently Googling, yes. I'm... Well, the turns are gone. <laughs> Let's see what we got from doscabezas.com. Hmm. We have very little reception at this beach, so it's going to be a while before we can uh, actually find the answer. The answer may be, uh, I don't know, put in the description if we need Probably. Uh, I, I don't know it's a majority Garnacha. The still blend is like 70 plus percent, if I remember correctly. Wow, that's got a really comprehensive government warning on it. Only yes. the most comprehensive one I have actually seen on a wine. It is required. Uh, by U.S. law to have that. Yeah, but it still seems... Because wine is bad, okay? <laughs> but according to How I Met Your Mother, a little bit is okay. Uh, I like that episode. I haven't seen all of How I Met Your Mother, which is sad, and I should do that. After they, that take Futura after they take Futurama away, I'll probably binge watch that. No, because I'm in the middle of working on that on my own, and I need something I can binge watch on my own while I'm waiting for you News. to be healthy enough <laughs> uh, on your good days for Parks and Rec. Yes. Otherwise, I'll have nothing to watch on Netflix. <laughs> and for, um, we're in the process of trying to sell our beautiful home uh, two blocks away from here. Which is, uh, if you're interested in a home in Barrington, Rhode Island, with excellent schools, two blocks from the beach. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, someone buy her house. Someone call Sotheby's in Barrington. <laughs> so, so that, that way... we can move our router back to where it needs to be. <laughs> our router had to be moved because... And also uh, to provide less yeah. stress for you and, yes. and your family. Yeah, but you know what's really de-stressing me right now? Is the waves and the birds and this wine and you, my love. Aww. <sighs> I found a lot of fun wines uh, on my trip here because the bottle shops have a lot more interesting things. Refill. Be sure to save some for a photo at the very end. There we go. There's still some in there. Uh, simply because. You're going to have to drive back because we're going on a handful of Cheerios. Yes, <sighs> I am aware. We're two blocks away from my house, but because my legs are having a bad day, we decided to park at the beach. <sighs> we should talk about theology. We should. We can talk about theology. And the beach is a wonderful place to do that. Because life is a beach or... Because um, so many of so many of the parables, and not the parables, um, so many of the so many of the stories in the gospels go around fishermen, and this is an area where frequently at a higher tide, people will come in with their fishing boats and more prominently uh, clamming boats. So and they don't talk very much. <laughs> Actually, most of the people I know who clam are pretty quiet guys. So, mm. yes, that, that pun is true to life. Life imitates puns. Um, but, you know, there's 
I have called you to be fishers of men, or come with me and I shall make you fishers of men. And the uh, campfire on the beach after the resurrection with, hey guys, come get breakfast. Holy cow, it's Jesus! <laughs> or holy Jesus, Batman. I heard once. Oh, the two turns are competing. Sorry. <laughs> you heard once. That's a least turn. That has a yellow beak. We have identified the turns. Or a turn. I think they're, they're two. They're courting. <gasps> Maybe. Maybe. One of them just flew off. Oh, that's actually a new bird for me. No, Ron. Your tail is too short. Please, Becky. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, what does this have to do with Parks and Rec? Yeah, we've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec because Parks and Rec is wonderful. And we've decided that either, well, there are three options. Um, Cody is Ron Swanson and I am Leslie Nope. Cody is Ben, uh, Ben Wyatt, and I am Leslie Nope. That is something that uh, uh, Michelle believed. That you are, you are Ben? Yes. Huh, okay, cool. I like Ben. But I'm ben thinking more we are April and Andy. Yeah, we're except, totally April and Andy. Except I am more like April in my doom and gloom. Yes, and I am more like Andy in, like, like someone will totally die. Of fun! <laughs> someone will totally die. <laughs> of fun! There we go. I am Chris Pratt. Hello. Guardians of the Galaxy is awesome. Huh, they look so big for being least turns, but that beak was definitely yellow as they were sitting there. So There's such an ample food source for them around here. That they're actually an endangered species. If they're nesting around here somewhere, then we've gotta go. They're uh, probably nesting further up the beach in either direction. This is not a nesting area right here. Um, we don't get a lot of birds just nesting here. Um, within the uh, the salt swamp, the salt swamp marsh thing. Um, that was the attempt to sequel are... to Swamp Thing, but it failed and flopped <laughs> in the box office. The salt marsh has some uh, some nesting birds in it, and I believe there's at least one osprey platform there as well. Um, there's oh, there's a fishing boat now. Um, and someone's walking up to us and talking loudly. Yes, oh, it's the same people as before. They just got their cameras on now. And they're talking on the phone. So from here, on a good day, maybe I'll take a picture to go, I'll take a picture right now just to go along with the podcast. Um, you can normally see, on a very clear day, you can see all the beaches. Or not all the beaches, I'm sorry. <laughs> all the... Uh, all of the bridges. There are three bridges that go onto Aquidneck Island. Okay. And on a very clear night, on a clear day, you can see the bridge themselves. On a clear night, you can see all the lights. What which are the stars are different like on this beach? On. Yep. You can hear a person in the background who is on FaceTime with their friend. Um, so this is a, uh, this is a beautiful area, but at the moment, the, it's overcast. It, it's quite overcast. Um, if you see that shore over that a ways, on a clear day, you could see all the way over there. I like knowing where the land ends. The uh, That's a weird concept for me. It's um, when I first went off to college, uh, even though it was in a place I had visited many times because I went to Knox College in Galesburg, Illinois, uh, which is a wonderful place and very close to where my grandparents live, uh, my maternal grandparents. But there are cornfields that go forever. And I know the, the famous quote on a clear day, you can see forever, but that always, that made me nervous when I started college that I didn't know where the land ended. Eventually I found out there was a river and there was a lake uh, in, with, within the town. But to, um, it was a very strange new concept for me to live in a place where you didn't know where the land ended 
There was no natural barrier. But now I find the, the distance beautiful. For instance, when we went to the Grand Canyon on my last trip, I was not only focused on the, the beauty of the, the layers of colors within the canyon and the river at the bottom of it, but that it just went on and on and on. Sorry, we're supposed to talk about theology. Eh. I got on a, I got on a, a complete tangent. Well, I guess we can still put in a shout to Roomba anyway. <laughs> Yo, Roomba, sup. <laughs> Hi, Roomba. Uh, Roomba is a Facebook group that we are both in. That is a nice lighter side to some of the more serious uh, it's, let's orthodox make, Facebook groups. Let's make fun of our own faith. <laughs> let's make fun of ourselves, pretty much. And also ask really ridiculous questions that... What is the orthodox position on the orthodox position? Yes, what is the orthodox position on the orthodox position? And there was a... what is the orthodox position on having a position about the orthodox position? <laughs> Uh, this being a, a parody of, um, you gotta blow, um, with the wind to get the bubbles to go anywhere. Um, I don't know which way the wind is going and it's doing weird things. It's coming towards my nose from here. There you go. Oh, got on my nose. <laughs> Cody's having more fun with the bubble pipe. Uh, we were on... Because I didn't so bring a, the Briar Fox there's, um, uh, pipe tobacco to go with this for some reason. Oh, I have it in my purse, but um, your pipe, your is, pipe is, also is in the car. In the car. If we need to, to pause for the weather... Um. Nah. Uh, we should probably get leftover Chinese food and head out to the movies anyway. Mm, yes, we're going to see Wonder Woman today, which... Well, they're going to see Wonder Woman for the first time. I'm going to see it again. Yes, this is... Uh, we're going to have Father's Day on Saturday instead of Sunday because um, my dad is in a choir at an Anglican church that's doing... Um, within With the Anglican church calendar... Tomorrow is Corpus Christi, and so they are staying. the The super awesome choir is staying to do even song. Um, in addition to singing the mass, they will be singing an even song with a setting by Howells, uh, which Howells. means nothing to me. It's a uh, very difficult music. Uh, the meter changes constantly, which is irritating um, as. As someone looking at the music but when you're listening to it it's just beautiful there are some real masterworks within the uh, the Anglican canon of music especially Palestrina and Bird Talus and Talus, is, Talus yes. is the only one I know yes Talus is and there's is Barber part of that Anglican school or just an asshole <laughs> um, Barber does count um, my sister was in the same choir that my dad is currently in, um, and they sang the Barber Agnus Dei, uh, which uh, is the Agnus Dei as set to the Barbara, or Barber. Um, I saw Frisante Barbera today. That was <laughs> unusual. Anyway, sorry. The, bar the Barber uh, Adagio for Strings. If you're looking for the original version, the Adagio for Strings. If you if you want the vocals with it, or just the vocals, which I really highly recommend. It was my first, the first Anya's Day that I heard that really moved me. And um, actually when we were at Verde Vineyards yesterday, it came on the radio while we were having the St. Croix. And I found that the music was well paired with the wine. St. Croix being... Um, it's a French-American hybrid. I'm not sure which grapes it's a cross of. Uh, it's vinifera and... Um, something French. And, or something American. And uh, uh, probably Lambrusca, but I have to yes. double-check. Not Concord. <laughs> well, Lambrusca is the genus of Concord. No, why must you dash my hopes and dreams? But of... there's also subsets within Lambrusca, but that's and, just... And uh, around here, the, the big thing to do just to resist the cold, cold is to use Concord rootstock and to graft on the grape that you actually want to grow because the Concord rootstock is so hardy. Um, and I have enjoyed some Concord grapes this week because of having jelly on my English muffins. 
the only place where Concord belongs. And Baptist Communion. <laughs> Concord grapes exist for Baptist Communion. Um, sorry, Baptists who are listening. I don't. You think need that, a better. You need a better option. I don't know that any Baptists are listening. But what if they are? Then find a new tradition. Go Orthodox. Orthodoxy, or, the Marines of Christianity. Or at the very least, Catholic. <laughs> at the very least. Go full Anglican. It's closer to Orthodoxy. They used to share priests. If you go with the um, early Catholic tradition. Or sorry, the early um, Anglican tradition. If you look at World War One, for instance, uh, priests were shared between the Orthodox and Anglican churches during World War One before the Russians pulled out. And even There's afterwards, there's the at least turns were, again. Even afterwards, when the um, when the Russians had pulled out of the war, there are a lot of English Orthodox and a lot of French Orthodox. So, um, because of the Russian diaspora, this can be gone into in further detail by looking at Russian literature. Everyone go read Tolstoy and Dostoevsky now. I'm in the, I'm really we'll in the right mood here. to read Dostoevsky. <laughs> Dang, this is, I am on my second glass, and this is clearly the most intoxicated that I have been in quite a while. You need to drink more. Yes. <laughs> I have a, uh, I have... Low, my tolerance has been lowered by not living in France, where every meal, um, except for breakfast, is accompanied by wine. There are some great breakfast pairings I've encountered over the years. Oh, please do tell. Viognier and a scrambled three-egg green chili verde omelet with pork and bacon. Oh, uh, man, that sounds good. With jalapenos and, of course, green chilies goes, they work really well. Uh, mind you, the time I times I've usually done my breakfast pairings and in, in air quotes has been closer to like eleven or twelve. Well, yeah, but you can eat breakfast meal. at night or in the day. It's breakfast is available all the time. Eggs are a traditional dinner fruit. Fruit? Dang, I'm drunk. Yes, chicken fruit. <laughs> it's a chicken fruit. Um, so technically, that's true. Eggs are a traditional dinner food in France. You have an omelet for dinner instead of for breakfast. Watch uh, the Julia Child omelet video on YouTube to see the traditional way of making eggs uh, for dinner. The traditional French dinner omelet, which is made uh, solely with eggs and herbe de Provence, which is a particular mix of um, a particular mix of herbs. Uh, speaking of Provence and Rhone, there is a scent um, and flavor called Garigue or Gary Garigou or Garigue. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. How is it spelled? G a r a g u e. Garigui. Maybe. Oh, I'm not the French speaker. G u i would make either gui or gui. Uh, both but it's used to describe uh, a sort of herbaceous character, i.e., basically herbs de Provence growing in the wild. Um, some weird people have tried to adopt that as a descriptor for uh, Rhone-style blends in Arizona, which it's not the same for one in terms of either herbs or the scent. So to call it Garigue as a aroma descriptor is stupid in my opinion. Um, I prefer sagebrush or creosote as a similar note because that's what it smells like to me. Or petrichor because uh, it smells like the way the rain smells coming off the desert here in, or there in Arizona, I guess, technically, because we are not here in Arizona as I record this. We are there in Rhode Island. Yes, we are in Barrington, Rhode Island. It is a beautiful little city that has only just recently begun to actually sell booze within the city, or towns. And that bottle shop we visited today had a good selection. I'm just out of room for the most part, so I can't justify much. For, that's only been there for three or four years. There are two bottle shops in the town. They've only been there three or four years because the town council did not allow uh, more than two liquor licenses for that. One of which went to a pizzeria and that was beer only or beer and wine. And the full bar went to 
um, the Tyler Bar and Grill, uh, which is our only fancy restaurant. So this used to be a dry town. It's the uh, horror. <laughs> not entirely dry, but two liquor licenses available. Now there are two stores, both of which are, I would say, fairly high class. Um, they hire people who know what they're doing. Uh, as the cider wench, I will add that um, I saw some new ciders today in town that I had never seen before. They've started... Uh, not having only American ciders, uh, but also Spanish. Uh, yeah, that's said that cider is kind of the main drink of the Basque region. It's a wonderful thing. Cider is a wonderful thing. There's such a an ability to bury things. And we saw a cider today. I don't, I don't know if you were there when I was talking to the, the person who was on staff uh, today. But the cider, uh, there was a cider that was described as a rosé cider, and it was pink. And I asked the gentleman working at the counter about it. He said that they allow the cider to ferment on top of grape skins. Hmm. Um, and that gives it not only a great flavor, uh, but also a uh, rosé color. So it looks like a rosé. Where was it from? It's local. Hmm. Um, the most local cider here, uh, besides Rodi Coyote, which is made in Newport, just across from where we are now, if you look at that big island out there, that is Aquidneck Island. Okay. Um, There's the The most again. local cider that is widely spread is Down East, which is made in Maine. But which has um, used to have one variety. They're now up to three or four different varieties um, down east themselves. But the cider industry is booming uh, up here, while the wine industry is also building. Uh, we heard of some new grapes this weekend. Um, well, we were also visiting more inland sites rather than by the coast. So by the coast, it's warm enough where you can plant, you know, mostly vinifera, apparently. Um, colder weather vinifera varietals, um, but vinifera nonetheless, along with a f very few hybrids. But there was a few hybrids, and there was also a wine at Sharps Hill that had Melon de Bourgogne, which is a, a grape that I've only seen now from the Rhone Valley, even though it was originally from Burgundy. Odd question, do you know why it's called the Melon of Burgundy? Because melon is just, it's the same in both languages. Oh, well, the is the it big. It's not big. It's it's a wine. Like I was telling you, the traditional pairing for it is fresh mussels. No idea of seawater or salt water. I'm guessing salt water because of the flavor profile. It's aged on the lees, so it gets this sort of yeasty character usually. Uh, it's often aged through lees. The reason why it's called Melon, I don't know, but the Bourgogne part is because it was originally from Burgundy. I'd say the mussels are probably my favorite of the um, of the mollusks. Uh, uh, I don't like any because, of them. Mostly because of their uh, prominence feature in. Um... <laughs> it's making me laugh with more bubbles. Uh, mostly because of their featured role in. Uh, paella, or paella, as I le originally learned it. Um, mussels are an important part of paella, along with, uh, along with very large prawns, um, and, uh, various other fish, or also, um, pork products. There are paellas made with pork. Um, part of the, uh, the heritage of the Spanish Inquisition in Spain is that a lot of the foods are not kosher um, and also not halal. So paella with ham and various sausages is very popular. Although I would think to pair this well, wine... Prom is not a, a... Not prom would not be a kosher thing at all either. No, no. And that was part of the, the effect of the Inquisition. And that's part of why Spanish cuisine is so pork heavy. 
because of the attempts to drive out the Moors, Moors and, Jews. and the Jews. Um, so there's a lot of pork, there's a lot of seafood, especially if you're in Barcelona, which is my, most of my experience of Spain is Barcelona and the surrounding area. Um, Catalan. Yes, Catalan, Catalonia. Catalonia and Aragon. I do have a book somewhere from my wonderful friend Sable with a, uh, a glossary of uh, common Catalan. Oh! Oh, wow. Sorry, Cap- common Catalan uh, terminology, but we're watching these two turns now. And this one is literally just almost got grabbed by a big fish. <laughs> or tried to grab a big fish. I don't know which it was. There, there is a large fish, which is somewhat reddish. Uh, that is jumping in the exact same place several times. I don't know if it's trying to impress a female or what. I don't know much about fish behavior. Do fish do courtship dances? Yeah, might be. I All should... I have to go on is... I know just the person to with, ask, uh, but... I have a small amount of time with Futurama and the episode about uh, the salmon. And... Um, small amount of fish knowledge Rachel would probably know uh, AP biology my Rachel not your Rachel yes my Rachel would know my Rachel knows everything about wheat okay backtracking start there's the turn again point Um, my Rachel is Rachel the yellow hobbit uh, who is currently living in Boston was one of my best friends in high school and continues to be one of my best friends. We celebrate a, um, a made-up holiday that we made of ourselves called uh, Summerka, which is a yarn-based giving festival. Um, I still need to give her her present, which I, I believe is going to be a quill and a very because we're both into calligraphy. And she gave me a beautiful, uh, beautiful fountain pen set. Um, so I'm thinking quills and possibly a homespun yarn. Um, I have my wonderful Ashford wheel and I would love to spin a yarn for her because I have used her It's Okay to Be Takei yarn, um, which is a rainbow yarn. And we are recording in June and today they are celebrating Pride in Providence. Uh, my It's Okay to Be Takei uh, belt that I made from this wonderful rainbow-dyed silk yarn uh, makes me so happy. So I would like to make a yarn for my Rachel. But yes, uh, we met with Rachel and James, had Indian food. Uh, it's part of our Boston day after meeting with Richard and after going to bottle shops. And hanging with Derek. Uh, Derek, who is fantastic and cool. Derek is the gentleman who makes the music that opens this podcast with, for the record. And now that I know that Derek lives in Boston, I have more incentive to go to Boston. But on that note, we should probably close this out. I have to get a picture of this rosé for the podcast opener. I'm going to have you drink the picture of or the, the wine. I will drink the picture. <laughs> um... I was wow. worried that we would not be able to finish this giant can, but we left. have almost entirely finished it, so. There's a little left, and I am unable to drive. Yep. If we'd had a, a full meal, I would probably be good. Yeah, but But I'm... that's why leftover Chinese! We should probably get back because I have no idea what time it is, but yeah, probably the next showing finish. for the house is soon, and he'll be like, let's go to the movies. Yes, my, uh, it, we are celebrating Father's Day on Saturday. We mentioned this earlier. As was the tradition in my father's family, because his father insisted on celebrating Father's Day on a Saturday instead of a Sunday. So I guess I, I should finish this off as a happy Father's Day to all those who are fathers or will be fathers or who are priests. Or who have fathers. Or who have fathers, which is most people. And if you don't have a father, then celebrate uh, the life of the nearest father figure to you. Or St. Joseph. Or St. Joseph. And on that note, uh, gang, uh, have a good evening, or day, or afternoon, or whatever time you're listening to this. Good night, night, though. Good night, Cecil. (laughs) I am Cecil, and he is Carlos. I know the words. He knows the science. Some of the science, anyway. All the science. I know which sciences are good to look and which sciences are not good to look. (laughs) I'm really into, I'm very into science. 
But on that note, have a good evening.